Do you wish you understood the book of Revelation better? For so many Christians, it's a confusing portion of Scripture, and my goal in this series is to bring clarity to God's Word. My name is Chad Roberts, and I'm so glad you're joining me on Awaken to Grace, because today we are going to deep dive the book of Revelation chapters 8 and 9. We are studying what the Bible calls the seven trumpet judgments, and my goal is very clear in this particular sermon. I want to show you how the events that we are seeing happening in the world today, the very things that are on our news feeds and in today's media. Well, my friend, God is preparing the earth for what is about to come. That's why I'm calling this series Things to Come. And friends, we are watching it unfold before our very eyes. Today, I want to talk about really hot buzzwords like wokeness. I want to talk about things like social justice. I'm going to talk about things like socialism, and I'm going to show you how the Bible shows us how these things are coming upon the earth. Friends, the Bible is more relevant than tomorrow's news headlines, and I'm going to show you why today in God's Word. I'm glad you're with me. I hope you're walking with me chapter by chapter through this special study of the book of Revelation. So let's go to God's Word now, and we're going to be in both chapters 8 and and nine as we study the seven trumpet judgments. But when Scripture says the seven spirits of God in chapters one and four, that's very interesting. And some scholars believe as uh, I tend to believe, um, they believe that that speaks of the Holy Spirit. Because in the book of Zechariah, it speaks of the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit. So what are the seven spirits of God? Because the seven means completeness or wholeness. So is that the ministry of the Holy Spirit? Or some scholars believe it's the seven angels who we're introduced to today. The, seven, the same seven angels that are going to blow the trumpet announcing judgment on the earth are the same seven angels that's going to pour out the bowls of wrath. So could it be that the seven spirits of God in chapters 1 and 4 are the same seven angels prepared for this time period? It's a high likelihood. You can draw your own conclusion. Verse 3. Verse 3 says, And another angel came and stood at the altar with a golden censer, and he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. Now, you remember when we were introduced to these golden bowls in chapter 4 and 5. Remember, Scripture says these golden bowls are the prayers of the saints. Friends, don't you ever let Satan tell you that your praying is a waste of time. God values your prayers so much that they are preserved in heaven. Amen? Amen. You can take a mother that prays her whole life 
for her family, for her children. And that mother may die, but let me tell you, her prayers will never die. Amen? They're forever before the throne of God. So how much more important is prayer meeting? How much more important is it that you intercede and that you develop your own prayer life? Oh, Satan would tell you, God's not listening. Satan would tell you, you've prayed about this a hundred times and nothing's changed. It's because God doesn't care and God's not interested and God's abandoned you. No, my friend, your prayers are preserved in heaven. Amen. Next. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. Amen. Then the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and threw it on the earth. And there were peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Now the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. The first angel blew his trumpet, and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood. And these were thrown upon the earth. And a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Now, this first trumpet, first, let's answer this question. Why are, why are they trumpets? It is because they are announcing the wrath of the Lamb. That's why they're trumpets. If you're going to take notes today, this is very key for you to understand the succession of the judgments. Remember what I said a moment ago? Some people teach that these judgments happen parallel to each other. No, I don't believe that. I believe these come in rapid succession. And these trumpet judgments, if you're going to take notes, this is important for you to know. This is called the judgments of the thirds. We're going to see a third of the trees. We're going to see a third of ocean life. We're going to see a third of of drinking water. We're going to see a third of the sun, a third of the moon, a third of the stars. We're going to, a, a third of the ships are going to be destroyed. These are judgments of the thirds. And follow the rapid succession. Once the seal judgment breaks and the curtain goes down, now the curtain lifts and now we go through the trumpet judgments. If the trumpet judgments are a third, then the bowl judgments are the whole. And these angels announce the trumpet judgments in order that men may repent on the earth. But will they repent? We'll show you the answer. If the trumpet judgments are the third, then the bold judgments are the whole. And that's what Jesus meant in Matthew 24, that if the days had not been shortened, there would be no flesh to survive. That's what he means when he says that the great tribulation, not the tribulation, seven years, the great tribulation, the last three and a half years, they will be so intense that Jesus said there'll never be a time in human history like it, nor there never has been, nor will there ever be. B. We're talking about the most intense time upon the earth. And let me just point this out. Are we not living in a day of extremes right now? Where did the politics of the 80s and the 90s go? We are living in such extremes. Everything is so polarized, is it not? So let's get into this first judgment. 
Say amen if you're with me right now. If you work for a big corporation, this is going to help you understand what's going on. I believe that this first trumpet judgment, uh, followed by the rest, and I'll show you, I believe these are judgments against what I am convinced is going to become the new religion of the world, and that is climate change. Now, do I believe in taking care of the environment? Sure. We're to be good stewards. The earth is the Lord's and all they that dwell therein. We should be good stewards of the environment. But let me tell you where the line is drawn. The line is drawn between being a good steward of the earth and of the environment and worshiping the earth in the environment. And what we are seeing play out in our media and what we are seeing play out in political decisions is a worshiping of the creation over the creator. And I am telling you on the authority of God's word, God is going to judge it. And this first trumpet judgment, I believe, has to do with climate change. He is going to burn a third of all trees. What did we say a couple of weeks ago? Look up the new bill being proposed called America the Beautiful. And it's in two stages, 2030 and 2050. And it's called America the Beautiful, 30-30, Right now, the government owns about 11% of land in the United States, 11 12%. Their goal by 2030 is to own 30% of the land. By 2050, to own 50% of the land. Don't let me forget to come back. Caleb, don't let me forget to tie this together. In the end of the chapter of chapter 9, we're going to see theft. And I'm going to show you how that theft is linked to socialism. Just wait for that. There are bills being proposed. There are, there are things happening right now. Listen, if you work for a large corporation, you need to pay attention to this. There is a new standard similar to a, score, to a credit score. What is a credit score to us as an average person is a new standard for corporations, and it's called ESG standard. Look that up. ESG stands for environmental, social justice, and governmental scores of a business. In other words, under those three categories, there are multitudes of metrics that's being put in place right now. So when you and I watch the news and we kind of scratch our heads and we say, what's going on with Coca-Cola? What's going on with Home Depot? What's going on with all these companies, all these corporations that now all of a sudden, what's the big buzzword in our culture right now? All of a sudden, these companies are becoming woke. Why are they becoming woke all of a sudden? Because of ESG standards. Bank of America, and you say, Chad, what's your point? I'm showing you the stage is being unbelievably set up for the last days right now. We're watching it unfold. Right now, Bank of America, within the last couple of months, Bank of America has already publicly announced that for corporations that have a low ESG score, 
They won't loan them money. So what's happening is the elites of the world, how many of you have heard this term? The great reset. Anybody paying attention to that? I realize some of you are going to yawn because you could care less about these things. Friends, I want to show you how accurate our word of God is right now. There is something happening within the world economics right now called the Great Reset. And do you know what part of the Great, of the great Reset is? It is these, it's these heavy investors, these elitists coming together and saying, you know what, if a company is not woke to our standards, we won't loan them money. There'll be no capital. There'll be no cash flow headed to those companies. This is how we'll punish them. If they score low in environmental, in other words, if they're not green enough, they won't get financing. If they don't have diversity and equality and all of these social justice standards, if you work for a large corporation right now and they're retraining everything, why do you think they're doing that? If you're in management right now and you're going through equality training and you're going through diversity, all this stuff, why do you think your business is doing it? It's because of the ESG standard. Look it up. And do you know what is spearheading all of this conversation, every bit of it? Do you know what's behind every single inch of it? Climate change. And I am convinced this is the purpose of the seven trumpet judgments. Let's continue. Number two. The second angel blew his trumpet, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Can you imagine that? I did a quick search. Right now, at any given time, there are 50,000 ships on the oceans of the world right now. And if this happened right now in our day, a third of them would be destroyed. A third of sea life. Again, I'm not saying let's don't be responsible. Let's don't care for the environment. Let's don't care for the oceans of the world. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is do not worship creation. Worship the creator. Because the creator is going to judge this earth. And he's going to judge those who dwell on the earth at this time. Now... This will help you in understanding Revelation. What did I say last week? My key to interpreting Revelation is this simple philosophy. God means what he says, and God says what he means. That's a simple way to do it. However, when John does say things are like or things are as something, many scholars believe, and I agree with this, John is seeing something that he doesn't know how to describe. He does not have the vocabulary in his day to describe what he's seeing. We're going to see that heavy in just a moment. But when John says that something is something, I take that very literal. When he says that hell mixed with fire and blood was thrown upon the earth, I don't take that to mean false doctrine or crazy politics. No, I believe it's literal. But when John does say that something is as something or like something, okay, now there's some interpretive room there. Many scholars believe that what John is seeing is a meteor, and very possible. A mountain like fire fell 
upon the waters. Very well could be a meteor hitting the earth. Number three. The third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from heaven, blazing like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many people died from the water because it had been made bitter. Isn't that interesting? Wormwood, what is this? It does mean bitter. It's poisonous. Um, The word is actually used eight times in the Old Testament, primarily in the book of Jeremiah, especially chapter 25. The word is used a great deal. But in this case, I believe what John is saying, uh, again, if you have my view that God is judging climate change, what are we seeing so far? A third of the trees, all green grass, a third of the ocean waters, a third of sea life, a third of ships, and now a third of fresh drinking water. Look how God is judging the earth. You'll have to fact check me on this, but it's my understanding there are approximately a hundred major rivers in the earth. I believe in America there are 30 major rivers and a third of them will be polluted. Look how much effort goes into clean drinking water right now, but this will be a judgment from God Almighty. And people will be so desperate for fresh drinking water, they'll drink the poisonous water and look how many will die from this. My, my, my. Next. The fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of their light might be darkened, and a third of the day might be kept from shining, and likewise a third of the night. Can you imagine how news anchors and scientists are going to try to explain these things? Now remember what we said, if the trumpet judgments are a third, then the bowl judgments are the whole. What is happening? As these angels pronounce judgment, the call is very clear. Repent. Fifth judgment. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a little ahead of myself. Continue, please. Chapter 8. Then I looked and I heard an eagle crying with a loud voice as it flew directly overhead. Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth at the blasts of the other trumpets that, are, that the three angels are about to blow. Oh, do you hear the warnings? Can you imagine being on the earth during this time and reading these words for yourself and following the news and knowing what's coming ahead? Again, just interesting here, people ask me all the time, will there be animals in heaven? Absolutely. And some translations say angel here, that an angel flew over, but the actual Greek translation there is eagle. Oh, there are horses in heaven. There are lions in heaven, lambs. There are, uh, did I say horses? Horses? Uh, Eagles? Oh, yes, my friends. There are animals in heaven. How many of you are animal lovers? There are just no cats in heaven. No, I'm kidding. Yes! That would just be my preference. Although, although I just remembered, I heard, I did hear one commentator say there will be cats in heaven because where do they get the strings for the harps? Anyway, that was his words, not mine. 
<laughs> Next, please. This is chapter 9 now, starting in verse 1. And the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. He opened the shaft of the bottomless pit, and from the shaft rose smoke like the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. Now, I'm sorry, let's stop right there. Now we're going to get into some major interpretive challenges. First of all, before I get into those, just know what's affected by the smoke of this shaft? The quality of the air. So notice, first of all, if you're going to take notes, this star that has fallen, what is this? It's interesting, in the book of Revelation, star is interchanged with angel quite a bit, or fallen angel. So I do not believe that this is a physical, literal star that fell and hit the earth. The reason I don't believe that is because if you read it carefully, this star that falls, what does it say? He was given. Clearly, this is not just a physical star as we would know it. I personally believe, and again, I don't try to sell you on my views. I'll present the scriptures, and then you come to your own conclusion. We know that Satan was cast down from heaven, right, before uh, the Garden of Eden. That's uh, Isaiah chapter 14 and Ezekiel, I believe, chapter 21, perhaps chapter 28. One of those two. You can look it up. Jesus tells us Satan fell as lightning from the sky. But according to the book of Job, Satan still has access to God because he accuses the saints day and night. What I believe John is telling us in a few weeks, we're going to be in chapter 12. And in chapter 12, Satan is permanently cast out of heaven. And there's a great war with Michael and the archangels. Remember what Satan was before he got booted out of heaven? He was an archangel. I believe this is that description. I believe that what's happened, yes, Satan fell from heaven, tempted Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, deceived mankind. He now is the is the prince of the power of the air. He's the God of this world. But I believe Satan right now has access to God as he accuses the saints all the time. But, see, we always use this phrase. Uh, we, we always use this, and then there's truth to it, but follow me on this. We always say Satan knows his time is short. Well, that's true. You can, you can look and see how evil's exploding on the earth, right? Post this pandemic, evil is exploding. Satan does know his time is short. But let's put it in a literal, not a figurative, let's put it in a literal sense. When Satan gets permanently booted out of heaven during the tribulation period, that's when he knows he's out of time. And that's when the rampage really begins. The star, which in my view is Satan here, Revelation 12, because remember, there's a parenthesis between the sixth and seventh judgment. Okay? 
And there's going to be a long parenthesis. The seventh trumpet judgment is Revelation 11, but there is a long parenthesis. Chapters uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. And then chapter 15 will lead us into the final seven bowls. This is when Satan will do his strongest work on the earth. Thank you so much for listening to our broadcast today. I did want to take just a moment and mention our store. If you go to our website, awakenedtograce.com, just navigate to the store page and you're going to find music by all of our awakened artists and plenty of books by Pastor Chad. Also, while you're on the website, you can view Pastor Chad's story about his blindness and what the Lord is doing through him through Awakened to Grace and through our church, Preaching Christ Church. Thank you so much for joining us today on Awakened to Grace.